Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we get into today's show... Hey, John. How are you? Hey, good, Glenn. And you? I'm not too bad. About 70, 30, you know? Oh, yeah? 70 in the positive, 30 in the... Negative? Yeah. Like an asset allocation in a super fund. Oh, speaking of super funds, <laughs> <laughs> let's chat about our show sponsor. Oh, yeah. Sun Super. Sun Super. So, shout out to our show partner, Sun Super. They're helping us bring this podcast to you and they're really cool. So, if you are looking at comparing your super funds or if you've got a million funds my sister john mm. she had 11 funds once wow so yeah a lot of jobs a lot of jobs savage so if you are looking at reviewing your superannuation just make sure they're in the mix yeah not telling you to put all your money there no. but john Consider speaking them. of all your money and being rich reminds me of you sun super has low fees their admin fee is just one dollar fifty per week plus 0.1 percent up to 800k it's pretty good. So, I mean, you could move your super in there and the first 800K that you've got, it'd be so cheap to manage. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, uh, the first 800 is not right. But, yeah, you're right. It is cheap. 0.10. Yeah. So, thank you to Sun Super. It's about super. the return I'm getting in the bank at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, it's a good, in terms of fees, really mm. competitive. And, yes. you know, they're a solid top 10 fund and all that. So, throw Sun Super in the mix. Thank you. Welcome to Slow Fashion Part 1. Cleone is an all-Australian-made and designed swimwear label from the sunny shores of the Central Coast in New South Wales, just outside of Sydney, and was created in the imagination of Kitty Scott. Designed and manufactured in their studio in North of Oka, each order is lovingly cut and hand-sewn individually, meaning you can really create your own look. You can choose your own colours, you can add or take away the cut of the brief, that means you become the designer and part of the process. What's really weird is that Glenn found Cleone on Instagram, and the reason that's weird is because they only sell women's swimwear. Glenn, please explain. Kitty, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Look, it was my pleasure. And John, I was telling John before the show, for those listening, I tried to get Kitty on like over a year ago, but, you know, the planets just didn't align and mm. they're finally aligned. The universe we had has to, planned. We had to totally. get in line, didn't we? Totally. Well... She had to get married. So busy, yes. How's the first year of marriage been? It's been bliss. Yeah. I love Still it. Still in the honeymoon period? Probably. Yeah. But no major regrets? It's always been that way with us. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, shout out to Hubby if he listens Hopefully in. never. Yeah. What's, what's Hubby's name? Tommy. Tommy. What's Tommy? What's yeah. Tommy do? Is he a Tommy's a tradie. Nice. What yeah. trade? He's in the gas trade. Great. Yeah, he works um, for Gemini. Oh, yeah. 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 He's yeah. in for now. Yeah. Yeah. Does yeah. he tune in? No. does now. He's, <laughs> he's a Netflix man, not a podcast. Is he? Yeah. Well, he might listen I'm to this trying, one. I'm trying. I'm <laughs> trying. So, is this the first podcast you've been on? Yes, it wow. is. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's <laughs> exciting. <laughs> it's uh, awesome. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So, how was Cleone Swim started? Uh, I think since I was a really little girl, I used to watch my grandma and mum sew and they would sew anything from swimwear to dresses and everything in between. And I just admired that a piece of cloth could be turned into a garment. And I just love the ocean and swimming and I love swimwear. Like I just love the idea of it, bright colours and the shapes that could flatter a woman or, you know, make them feel sexy. I think I had started dreaming up clearing since I was quite young and then throughout high school and then into university, it was just a more of a solid focus of what I wanted to do. Clearing is a family name, so it means goddess of the water in Greek. Oh, wow. But it has been in our family for six generations. Wow. Growing up on the Central Coast, surfing, swimming, that was your, your, your lifestyle growing up, was it? Yeah, well, we were down in Cronulla when we Cronulla. grew up. But okay. yeah, it was exactly that, just yeah. beach every weekend and 
swimming and being by the water all yeah. the time. So combining a few passions and yeah, yeah. exactly. Great. Well, they reckon salt water and sun solves a lot of problems. That's true. Yes. It's a healing. It's got healing powers. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So when you started the business, what sort of challenges did you face? Like no one ever says it's a smooth ride. No. Um, in your case, what was the, what were the bumps? I was quite young, I think, to start a label from nothing. How old is uh, you? I think mind? I was 26 at the time. Okay. I think the initial was the idea was there. The determination was there, but the financial side of things wasn't. And then how to move it from a product to sales to getting it out into an audience wasn't either. So they were definitely the challenges. So once I had secured sort of a bit of a loan from family, I could move it from an idea into an actual reality. Sure. So you had the designing expertise you would say yeah so i had studied um fashion design at rmit in melbourne yeah and from there i learned everything it was a beautiful university to go to and they have high expectations on their students i think i learned a lot of what's expected in the industry from just going to uni alone i've only known of people that have worked in the fashion industry particularly in like Surrey Hills in Sydney, it's a bit of a hub there. Yeah. And apparently it can be so brutal. Yeah, yeah. Like time demanding and cutthroat and just savage. Yeah, they it can be a lot like that. I've tried to steer clear of all of that and just <laughs> go to the beat of my own drum and not really get into the mix of that side of things. But I do hear stories that are pretty harsh. Yeah. yeah. So John's probably thinking... Glenn, how did you find out about a women's swimwear <laughs> designer brand? Yeah, so for the listeners, Glenn's sitting in his Speedos at the moment. That's <laughs> very untrue. So a, a friend of mine, Bonnie, uh, she is an artist, okay, and she's got some really cool art. How would you describe Bonnie's art? It's eclectic, I feel. It's yeah. a clash of colours and different images and styles and she sort of also creates her own aesthetic yeah yeah but it's abstract yeah if and you were to put it in a category yeah so it's got yeah. this kind of like tropical pink flamingo type cut no i wouldn't say cartoon because that would cheapen it but <laughs> uh, it's really cool so anyway she shared that she was putting her art on swimwear yeah. and i'm just like that's so amazing like yeah. getting art and putting it on swimwear. Yeah. And so I looked at it and I thought, this is amazing. She's Central Coast business, like John and I are on the New South Wales Central Coast. So I'm like, I want to chat to this person because I yeah. didn't know who it was yeah. to interview them about their business because you don't have a shop front. You're right. 100% online. Yes. And I guess, so when I looked at this, I've also got this thing that I personally really hate fast fashion. Yeah. And I would like to buy quality that lasts. Yeah. And Kitty, your story, part of the brand is the slow fashion and sustainable. Yes. That's sort of the core ethos of the entire business. So, and then I thought, let's chat to Kitty. It might encourage other young people if they want to start their own business. And I think the cool thing is to start a business now, while we all have troubles with how do we fund this idea yes. to get it off the ground? And the good thing is in this day and age, we don't have to commit ourselves to rent of $30,000 a year no. or whatever that is. Yeah. It can be, well, I'm going to allocate some of that money to some nice photography or do something else. And I think everyone's business needs to be an online marketing business. Yeah, you're in, you're in on, online marketing sales and that's yeah what your product is as everyone's. So, like, in that vein, where do you work out of? We have a studio based in North Avoca. Sure. And is that at the bottom of a house or a standalone studio? It's a standalone studio connected to a house, but it's purpose-built for fashion. So, there's no rent because it's connected to a house. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) So, going back to your roadblocks a bit, if I can, or, or the bumps. Yeah. You had this design quality. In yourself so the easy part was designing the swimwear yeah the hardest part was how that how the hell do i tell 
people that this brand exists. Yeah, that's yeah. the biggest roadblocks I've faced since starting, probably because I'm a fairly reserved, quieter person. Yeah. And I find sales to be not my biggest point. Of, yeah. But when you're trying to sell something as a business, that's like sort of you're doing yourself a disservice yeah. by yeah, not you feel, being able to sell it. Yeah, yeah. and you feel so, guilty. It's yeah. like, oh, I think it's good. And everyone looking in is like, no, you've got a really good product. Mm. Yeah. Like, so yeah. yeah. After I think sort of growing up and reinventing the brand, I think all of that slowly faded away into the background and it, that those insecurities I just try not to surface Yeah, anymore. sure. Mm. Okay. So was it a side hustle that then became – your full-time gig? Or? Yes. I worked in hospitality for the first four years of the brand. Right. That was cafe work or bar work or both over courses of time. And then I've been full-time on the brand for a year and a half now and it's been the best thing ever. That's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. And you're a true, I mean, we could rename this episode How to Turn Your Side Hustle into a Brand. Yeah. Yeah. Like you've literally totally. just done that. Yeah, yeah. So I was very nervous to let go of the hospitality work just because it was like consistent income flowing through each week and I got a great group of girls that I was socializing with throughout work um so to take a step back from that and then be totally focused myself on it was a bit daunting but as soon as I did it you could just feel the energy through the business and I think that speaks for itself in how it's progressed within only 18 months yeah yeah Yeah. Can, can I go deeper there for a moment yeah because I think for listeners out there, they're probably thinking, well, I've got this great idea as a, and I'm doing it as a side hustle now, mm. but how do I transition from that side hustle to I want this to be my full-time business that I yeah. am really passionate about? Did you have a pool of funds there that said, well, this can get me through the next three months and I'm just going to make it work? Or do you just say, look, I'm quitting work and I'm just going to throw caution to the wind? I think it was a bit of both. I had support from the hubby who was very encouraging of me just focusing on it full time which was really a big blessing for me not being overly confident at that time I suppose just to have that encouragement I had built some savings from the brand and when I was working in hospitality at a cafe but I was spending the whole entire shift thinking about what I was doing when I would get back to the studio I knew that it was time that I yeah, had to give out. up more shifts and so I slowly let go of a shift a week and then I was cool. down to four shifts and then three shifts and then down to one and then it just had to sort of stop because there was too much demand on the brand. Yeah, and, so, and that's what I would say for you're a really great example of there was an underlying passion there yeah. for a project mm. that would actually carry you through the hard times. Yes. And I would say I think the only reasons you should do a side hustle is one, if you've got a financial goal that you want to get in, do a side hustle, get some cash, meet that goal. Two, if you've got debt that you want to get in, do a side hustle. So I'm doing like the reverse side hustle to you. Like you want to work at a bar at night to, you know, hustle on the side. Yep. But the third reason that you would do a side hustle is your thing. I've got a passion project that I want to turn into a full-time gig. Mm. I don't think you should do a side hustle just to get more money to put into general living revenue to get eaten up because I think that's a waste of your time and effort and money. So all that to say is you're a really good example of the passion because if you start a project as a side hustle that you want to turn into your full-time gig, it's going to get hard. And if you don't have a passion, you will stop and it's just going to be a big waste of your time. Yeah. And you can see that in other people who have started small businesses. Totally. Yeah. And if you haven't looked at it yet, jump online to Instagram at cleone.swim and you can just take a cool look at mm. uh, the brand and all the cool stuff Kitty's doing. Good stuff. So, how many people are in the business now? Is it just yourself full-time? Yes, it's just me full-time and then I outsource and I have a few, I think there's five freelance staff that I take on each week for different positions and roles and time so from marketing and PR I've got a sales girl and then dispatch assistant yeah. sometimes that is the hobby and sometimes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the my sister or yeah. whoever's around that can help me 
get the orders out that day. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. What's your main role in the business, would you say? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose production is the biggest part of my day. Yeah. So getting the orders cut, made, sent. So for people who haven't picked up on it yet, all the garments, they're handmade. Is that correct? Yeah. Now, if... Do you do a variety of sizes? Can people send in measurements? Yeah. How does that work? So that was the whole idea around the brand that to satisfy more women than just having stock standard sizing, mm. which we do offer, but women can or girls can send in their measurements and we create the garment to fit their size, especially with swimwear. It's a bit of a vulnerable attire. So we want the women to feel as beautiful as they can yeah. and as confident as they can. Yeah. So, yeah, we get measurements sent through or you can just buy the stock standard sizes online and then they're cut and made and sent within 24 hours. Wow. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Have you ever thought of doing like, because I want to talk to you about the material that you're using, Yeah. but have you thought about doing like a, a sizing kit? So if someone puts an order in, they can buy a sizing kit and get it sent to them, try on three or four sizes and then go back and order. We have sent two sizes to some women in the past because they're confused about what sure. size to order. Yeah. We're happy to do that, but we don't necessarily encourage it because we'd prefer them just to send in their measurements and measurements. we'll yeah. make it from that because then we're reducing the waste. Yeah, and that was going to be yeah. other thing is that dance between yeah, being exactly. sustainable. So I guess like the measurements, so if someone measures in their, I don't know, I'm not into fashion, but their waist size yeah. and maybe their thigh sizes or whatever yeah, sizes yeah. they send, are you pretty confident you can make swimwear that fits providing that they've got the right measurements sorted? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And sometimes we'll talk them through the measurements on the phone or we'll send in a photograph of exactly where they need to measure. Mm. In terms yeah. of like sales strategy and marketing strategy, do you ever offer like if it doesn't fit, it's send it back and we'll redo it complimentary like have you gone down that road do you need to go down that road we will just do it until it's right and sometimes that might be unpicking and altering the style that we've sent them so we're not wasting any fabric Uh, and product yeah we have done that in the past but generally we try to get it right the first time yeah Yeah. i think if someone's (laughs) sending their measurements in it it should be reasonably accurate right versus just saying well i'm a small medium or large I mean, some girls have a different idea of what would suit them, especially with the Brazilian styles being quite at the fashion front at the moment. Other than that, I feel that the fit is pretty um, reasonable, especially because it's stretch. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I must say as an, a side note, as a husband and a father, very risky business going and ordering swimwear for my wife. Yes. How do, how do, how do you get many <laughs> we males? Do. Um, we do get a few plunge. orders from men and then the emails are very uh, nervous yeah. that come through <laughs> along with the order. But that's all part of it too. Yeah, so it's good. It's nice that a husband wants to do the that thought, for, the, for yeah, the wife. Right. So have you ever thought about extending the brand from swimwear to anything else or do you just want to stick to your core thing of swimwear i definitely love the idea of extending the range i would go through to apparel like dresses and skirts and tops and things like that there are a lot of beautiful brands in australia already producing such gorgeous clothes that the market's quite full i don't necessarily feel as though what i can offer is worthy necessarily it's all there already so it would just be adding product to an already full market. Yeah. But I definitely love it. Like when I make myself dresses and clothes, my friends are always saying to get into it and yeah. do it because the compliments are there. But um, swimwear is my love. So mm. I would think that you would have an avid fan base of, of purchasers that have yeah. purchased your swimwear. So. If you brought out a new range, you would think Or you that could even get... do like a bespoke. It's like we yeah. make stuff to order and that's yeah. just a premium service. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, I did my wedding dress and all the bridesmaids' wow. dresses and I can sort of make and sew and create anything. But swimwear is just my passion. Like, yeah. So a 24-hour dispatch is pretty quick. Like, yeah. It would be good it's to see you in action, quick. right? I know. <laughs> It's good when you have a good podcast to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out my millennial yeah. mommy. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so question, because I'm like, I love business. I love small business. Mm-hmm. And 
there's this thing with, I want to start a business and I personally, this is just my personal view and I'm happy for anyone else's view to be different. If I'm in business, I take on a lot of risk. Okay. So that might mean employing staff or contractors and liability risk if I've got someone helping out and they chop their finger off on a sewing machine and I get so there's just generally more risk that you carry being in small business so my view of small business if I'm going to be in small business uh, I want to make lots of money because I carry on this risk and why not that sounds really weird but you you know what I'm saying like it's like I need a premium for the risk that I carry above a nine to five salary that's probably a more diplomatic way to say it all that to say, have you thought about scale and how do we get your business? One, do you want your business to be a national brand and there's a general manager and all that? Or are you happy to earn a decent living, have fun? Or are you just keeping doing good things, quality and see where the organic growth takes you? Like where's your head at in the business spectrum? Can you say all three? Yeah. Because <laughs> I think that I definitely want to grow slowly but manageably. And then I'd love to see it be a national brand or a global brand, like yeah. recognized globally. But would it, but, is it not already a, a, a yeah, national brand? I, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's sent everywhere in the yeah. world, but I think it's not necessarily a known. Yeah. Not as Household. well known yet. And the good thing about your situation with the world, it's summer all year round somewhere. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Shout out to the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being with this world. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, but there's definite ambition to make it a much bigger brand and have full-time staff working for it and it being a lot bigger than it is. If I gave you say 80 grand tomorrow mm -hmm. to employ somebody full-time to do a role what role would it be in the business probably international sales yeah yeah just to go out and yeah spread those because i can do nets. anything everything else yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's a good thing as well because if you can get the sales through the door yeah you can worry about the back end yeah, yeah. but have you got the time to do everything else is is the critical part going forward yeah well i mean that would obviously be hiring more staff and seamstresses yeah. and People like that on board because without knowing what you want in the next 10 years yeah. if, if you want kids then how does the business um, exactly that's get a, leverage a challenger lady in her mid-30s faces yeah without <laughs> kids yeah <laughs> it's funny i was like yeah. i should have had like laura or someone on this episode yeah. as well because i'm thinking yeah. this is so dumb two guys talking to a girl about <laughs> no. but i'm more of like i like the story the business the mm. product can be anything yeah i just love that you do have a cool product and yeah. I like what you're doing. Yeah, and it's classic 101 side hustle through to yeah. full-time business. And, and that's it? it. Like you might be listening and you're a, a nurse that's employed nine to, well, what's a nurse hour? 7 to 11 Shift. p.m. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and you might Long. be thinking, well, not that relevant, Glenn. Well, I'm saying, hey, nurse, um, <laughs> one, thanks for your business. I mean, like, thanks for helping. Thanks no, for no, listening. The, no, the reason I say that is because every time I've been in hospitals, the nurses actually run those bloody places. Yeah, they do. And they do. shout out shout to the out. nurses, yeah. particularly to the lady who helped me at Royal North Shore Private. <laughs> oh. Of course. <laughs> I helped her with a superannuation. She's like checking my wound and I'm like, anyway. Um, but yeah, so if you're a nurse, you're thinking this isn't relevant right now, but I, I want to encourage you. Do you have that dream that you've had since a child? Do you want to be sitting in five six seven years time in the same spot his kitty's sitting and yeah. having this startup that can go anywhere and you did it so smart where it's just like we're doing online only no shop front mm -hmm. everyone's got a shop in their pocket i'm holding my yeah. phone right now so everybody has a shop front in oh, their pocket there's so much potential for online isn't it it's unbelievable yeah. totally um, but the other part of it too is the interesting point that you've got is is that Low waste, not as in your hip and waste, I mean <laughs> as in wastage throw out, like trying to minimise that environmentally friendly focus, I suppose, as a business. And, and in a lot of industries, that's really hard to do. Yeah, I think because mass production is, is at the forefront, but I think it's slowly becoming more recognised as a negative on yeah. the, the world. So Yeah, and do you find you, you get people supporting you because of that fact? Yes, yeah. now definitely more so than before. 
Clarini has always been sort of cut and made to order. But I think it's only in the last yeah, year or two that we've really pushed that as our like as our ethos and promoted it through yeah. because it does show a point of difference to a lot of other brands out there. Are you able to mass product in that sense? Produce. Produce, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Mass produce the yeah. product. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we have stores that stock the swimwear and they will place their orders and yeah. yeah what are some of the stores that stock your stuff we're stocked in darwin at a store called lulu and door great we're shout at, out yeah ocean house in terrigal oh also. what up ocean house yeah is that the new building there that's it's got the yeah, cafe, cafe. The yeah cool great coffee good yeah. surfboards yeah shout mm. out ocean house there you go <laughs> so on the environmental thing talk to us about the fabric that you use because it's quite unique yeah and it's called econol is that how you yeah. pronounce it well, yeah, I say Econol. But Econol? Yeah. That's probably, that's, I'm nobody, you probably know. It's all right. You can say it however you'd like. <laughs> and it's a nylon fiber made from fishnets and other nylon waste. Yes, that's right. So, yeah. you've got a, a sample here. I do. So, I'm going to get you to grab it and okay. we'll get John to touch it. Oh, okay. And. <laughs> Baby's just... not listening to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're just going to. Oh, here we go. I'm going to film this. Oh, John. Oh, sexy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a no, very nice touch. fabric. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. I feel empowered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. It's Look softer at that. than it, like you think it would be. So what's, what's, the, what's this artwork here? This is one of Bonnie, Bonnie's. Bonnie's. Yeah. It's uh, the collaboration we did as a fruit print. Yeah. So it was um, sort of a, a bit like pizzas. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so it's it's a, like a microfiber mm, almost. It's, yeah, it's equivalent of a lycra. Yeah. Yeah. It's it feels called a bit ethanol, like and, and it's, it's um, recycled. Yeah. So they collect fishing nets. And, John wants to um, touch it again. I was going to say, can we cycle in this? Can we make yeah. cycling? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's all that sort of um, style it, fabric. It is that stretchy. You isn't can it? have yeah. it made in sportswear and things like yeah. that. Too. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Very yeah. nice. Thanks for showing us that's that. That's okay. So, yeah, there's there's lots of scope. So, I guess in terms of there's a couple of questions that have come through. Sarah asks, how do you balance buying quality versus trying to save money? So, this material that you're using, mm -hmm. so the dance between like the life of this material versus a competitor, are you finding this material probably lasts longer? Yes, I think it um, it doesn't have the pull factor, so it doesn't sort of get caught and um, sort of go see through or get the little puckering through it. Yeah, like wow. you do when you sit on the side of a pool. Yes. Do you know when you used to mm. get that as a kid? Yes. That doesn't happen. And the beauty of it is that once this fabric can be sort of sent back into the Carvaco people who produce it and they can like sort of press it back down again and put it back through the weave. So it can be, its life cycle is endless. Wow. And have you got some type of program or have you ever thought about when people have finished with their swimmers, you know, because mm. I understand fashion, John. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> I don't want to, sometimes I don't want to be seen in saying swimwear two seasons running, John. Yeah. Or two <laughs> so, days running. Or two days running. So have you thought of like, can we recycle this swimwear? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I have made any repairs if needed or resized styles if they're from a previous season. I wouldn't even care if I did it for another brand's swimwear. Like I'm happy to help fix things if they're broken because swimwear is such a specific make. Not a lot of tailors can fix it. So the styles that Clearini creates are like timeless pieces so they shouldn't date if that makes sense. Like the, the prints and everything are still very like universal and sort of yeah timeless I yeah suppose. but the wear yeah. and tear you say would be less on as opposed to normal yeah because swimwear. the quality is superior like, it's the best yeah. quality yeah. fabric that you can buy for swimwear yeah someone else asks yas muza on instagram <laughs> and all these people that write i don't know how to pronounce half your instagram names how do you go about sourcing your fabric and finding a manufacturer so the the type of um, fabric that you've got here is it only the one manufacturer that you can get that from or is it a product that multiple manufacturers have? No, it's made in Italy. Really? So you can only source it from Italy. 
this exact echinol, but you can get eco fabrics from Japan and China. And did you try different types? I've only ever worked with Carvaco, which is the Italian fabric supplier. Your price point, it's obviously not the cheapest swimwear on the planet. Yeah. And that's okay because you're not trying to be the cheapest swimmer on the planet. No. So but we're not the most expensive either. We're sort of the middle ground. Yes. And that's because it will last and it's still fashionable and rele- relevant now. And you're getting a garment that's like either made purposely for you with your measurements and your sizing and it's all unique from the print down to like the make of the fabric and the styles all your swimwear is custom made essentially yeah yeah wow all of it yeah but to answer that question i think that when you pay for quality and it's a superior fabric and product it's going to last the length of time. So if you're paying $200, say, for a pair of pants or something, they could potentially last you 20 years. So mm. that's $10 a year you're paying for a pair of pants. But if you went to a mass-produced fast, fast fashion, fashion yeah. you might be buying 40 pairs in 20 years for $10. So you're spending more in the long run anyway. So it might be a more expensive investment up front, mm. but it's going to last you longer. So your nice designs, I would imagine you do different seasons and styles. Yeah. Do you sell staple colours or anything? There's a back line. Yeah, yeah of, so it's... Um, do I sound like I'm in fashion? Yeah, you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're speaking the language. Yeah, um, it's fashion. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll do a print and a either one colour or two colours per season. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, ladies, if you're out there and John's got the bloody website up, <laughs> are you going shopping for <laughs> I'm Amy? I'm checking you? out the brief. Um, I see you've got a kids range too. Is oh, that, yeah. How is that? Has that been a new addition? That was or? just a lot of uh, inquiries for kids where yeah. I think the mums and bubs yeah. are And they're emotion, emotional about their kids they too. Are, they are. And women stuff. or like mothers and fathers tend to spend a lot of money on their kids they do. so yeah. they're happy to buy quality and, so yeah I, I would say you know it is summer if you you know if you're going to hit the uh hit the water uh, wherever you are listening right now in australia and kitty hasn't asked me to do this but i'm doing it i want you to check out cleone.swim on instagram there'll be a link to your website i presume because it's 2020 yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> I want you to have a look and I want you to either if you've got, if you don't wear this stuff and you've got a girlfriend who wears nice swimwear, send it to the site. If you've got a wife, John, I want Amy to buy something from there and I want to support this startup because why not? We're doing everything cool here. It's sustainable. It's great. It's good fashion. You're supporting the art industry with, you know, Bonnie's art on there. Long lasting, good quality. Yeah. So, ladies, I want you to jump onto Instagram and check out her stuff yeah. because it's. So, when's the great. line of men's budgies coming out? <laughs> Any time in the future? I or? do get requests and I do manufacture budgies. Do you? Yeah. I just don't have them like on the website or front and center. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I'm going to hit I'm, you off I'm, a backstage. I, I do for make, this. I definitely have them John, available. If, if John wore that fabric with freaking speedos or whatever he'd be looking fabulous <laughs> <laughs> i'll have to wax down yeah. before i do this yeah. yeah and this is it like i love hearing your story i love seeing the brand grow i just want to support and profile you i hope one day that your business explodes internationally and we can say you're on our podcast first correct <laughs> yep Remember where your bread was buttered. (laughs) Whatever that means. But there's just so much opportunity. And use Kitty as an example. Lurk her social media. Look at it. And if you want to create a dog scarf company, do it. Yeah. Yeah. If that's your passion. If that's your passion, do it. You know, Kitty's grinded away. It's been a legitimate side hustle that's come to a full-time supporting her. Actually, question... What's your business structure? Sole trader. Sole trader. Yeah. Is there any discussions about formalizing that entity? Yes. Yeah. I think just as the brand gets bigger, it's time to sort of turn it 
turn it into more of a company yeah. structure. Turn it up yeah, a notch. Cool. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's really cool. And, yeah. and reading between the lines, what Kitty's done is a bit like Tiger Woods. You've uh, you've redesigned <laughs> your uh, your stroke. Kitty and I are just looking at each other like, <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll hear you like, out. <laughs> two, two years ago, you took the business or the brand in a different direction and redesigned it. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's... Yeah. So you've you've turned it upside down like Tiger did with his flipped stroke. Flipped it even. Flipped, flipped it on its it. head. I did. Said, well, I want to take it in this direction. So yeah. hats off to you for, for doing that Thank as well. Thank you. I want to finish with one last question. Okay. My observations is the world is a change and times are a change in. Okay. So I think as an indicator, when Frank Lowy Westfield Group sold the international shopping centres, there's a shift happening in the way we shop, yes. number one. It can be very much boutique-y and, you know, because I would rather run into a standalone shop, grab some nice bespoke gifts or whatever. So what's your view of fashion and what's the future of fashion, do you think? Like, is there going to be a day that we hope and pray that H&M doesn't exist? <laughs> can I say that? Yes. <laughs> and yes, yeah. let's hope there is that day. Or let's hope that they start manufacturing in a sustainable way yeah. or more so than they are or claim to be. And I, I do think that there's a bigger focus on handmade, supporting the local community. I don't know if that's just on the Central Coast, but I feel like it is more Australia-wide and if not throughout the world more so. And just purchasing like artisan products that are going to last the test of time. And I think with fashion it's all heading in that direction with like sustainable fabrics coming through and a big focus on the impact that the fashion industry has had on the world and that it's now time for it to fix itself. It's got no choice, really. It's 2020 now. Mm. If we set you back here in 2030, in another 10 years, what would you hope that the business look like? Well... I've always imagined instead of there being the sea folly posters all through the world, it would be Cleone posters Love all it. through the world. Love it. I think it'll happen. And that being the the new Australian brand recognised globally. Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing is as well, like wouldn't it be cool that you have this brand and it's a global brand but you still have your home studio that you do your own prototypes in yeah. and your own vibe that you're removed from the – because And this is the whole scale and distribution thing. There's got to come to a point where you need the infrastructure. Yeah. Because if you've got 500 orders tonight, yeah. that's an issue for you. Oh, yeah. So, but <laughs> how do we... Yeah. <laughs> we'll make, I it, make it happen. Yeah. I just won't sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, like, how do we make sure that every garment still you would be proud to look at it yourself yeah. and go, yes, I want this person that I've never met They've put the order through this machine that I've created mm. and I want them to wear my vision of yeah. 20 years ago or whatever it is. Yeah. So, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, but no, that's, that's I think it'd be, it'd be cool to – because I think we can have scale and do it ethically yeah. and do it with the same flavour. That's right. And Yeah, keep um, the standard. Yeah. yeah I totally. just think that the owners of the bigger companies, their margins are bigger when they mass produce. It's up to the – those decisions to be made to like keep keep it ethical, keep it in-house. But as well to the big incumbent companies, it's harder for them to recreate an old system, uh, a new system in an old framework mm. where if you're a startup, mm. we can start with ethical yeah. foundations. We can start with the right conditions. We That's can right. start strong. Yeah. You, yeah. Can, you can scale it right. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think we'll have the problem as your business grows with society going, oh, we're transforming our business to be uh, less ethical. So, we need to incorporate yeah. some low-wage working environments yeah. in Bangladesh. We need to install them in the business. Like, yeah. I just don't think it's going to happen, right? No. Well, hopefully not. No. So. Yeah, that's great. Hey, Kitty, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having uh, me thank too. The studio. It's, been, it's been great and I'm so excited to see where the brand takes you. So lovely to meet you both. Yeah, thank I'm you following. so much. This is actually, I haven't told John this. Yeah, unusual. <laughs> this is part one of our slow and ethical fashion series. We've got part two coming up soon. Can't wait. Okay, bye. See ya. (laughs) Bye.
you ask for it, here I am. I'm going to say it. You don't want me to say it, do you? But I'm going to say it. No, I don't care. You said you wanted it, so I'm going to do it. Oh, so you don't want it anymore. Well, that's too bad. I'm doing it. It's time for the Community Member of the Week. And this week's Community Member of the Week goes to Wahiv. I'm not going to try and pronounce your last name. I'm sorry. Just not doing it. Because if I do it, I'll say it wrong. So, Wahib is from Melbourne. He's a software engineer and his financial goal is to buy a house. So, good on you, Wahib. Thanks for being part of the M3 community. He's achieving this goal by saving cash, investing in rays and spaceships. So, he's got a bit of a shotgun approach. But, hey, we champion anyone who's uh, saving money. However you do that, we don't judge. Your sounded like I was judging is a backhanded way, but I'm definitely not. <laughs> the silliest money mistake he's made. And this is great. I love this one. He bought tickets to Hamilton Island, then cancelled it because he thought he was spending too much. Then he just ended up booking tickets to Bali. (laughs) So, thanks for being part of the M3 community, Wahib. If you're after personal financial advice... This podcast is not for you, but if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. If you're looking for a super fund that puts its members' interests above all else, choose a super performer, Sun Super. With low fees, strong investment returns, and great member services, Sun Super is Super Ratings 2020 Fund of the Year and has also been awarded by Money Magazine, CanStar, and Finder. Find out more about Sun Super at sunsuper.com.au forward slash choose. You can join Sun Super online in under five minutes. Many people do not realize that slavery still exists in the world today. That's why My Millennial Money supports A21. We want to highlight A21 as they work to abolish slavery and human trafficking all across the world. If you want to support A21, visit a21.org.au for more information. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a high chance you have disposable income. Glenn has a mandate to get everyone giving, saving and spending in that order. Now, we want to encourage you to be generous with your money, but choosing an effective charity can be difficult. An amazing resource you can use is thelifeyoucansave.org.au. You can donate to them and they'll distribute your donation to a variety of life-saving and life-changing charities around the world with a focus on eliminating extreme poverty. For more information, visit thelifeyoucansave.org.au. Thanks to Jess Knaus, executive producer, Chris Burke, sound engineer, Laura from La La Social Club, and me, Asha. Uh, Anyway, make sure you stay connected via Instagram, our free Facebook group. For further information about what's going on, check out the links in the show notes. So, John, yep. you know how I always have weird thoughts? This is like yes. how my brain works, right? Yes. Do you ever, okay, do you guys ever have weird dreams? Yeah. Do you know, like, or do you, can you think off the top of your head, John, like the worst weird dream that you've had? Not off the top of my head, no. Can, can you, Kitty? I forget. I don't stuff. know, like a wave chasing me or something like yeah. that. <laughs> you know? So I don't know if that's weird. I had the most <laughs> amazing dream the other night. Yeah, right. Call me crazy, but whatever. <laughs> I was at uh, a vacuum cleaner shop <laughs> and I was in the market to buy a new vacuum. And I, it was between Dyson and Miele. <laughs> <laughs> and they let me take both vacuums home for a six-week trial. Test trial. <laughs> to test go. suck. Wow. There you go. <laughs> Which did you pick? I think I went with a melee. Oh, a melee. Yeah. yeah, I think so because yeah. it was um, it was just better. Mm. Because everyone would think, oh, Dyson, Dyson. But yeah, I've I've heard they're better vacuums. I find my dreams relate to something that's happened during the yeah. day or in, in the week. It, yeah. it just changes the what actually happened around a bit. Yeah. Mm. Do you get that? Yeah, like yeah. the perspective of it's yeah. different. Yeah. yeah, I just have the weirdest dreams like that. It's like, okay, yeah, this is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Test driving vacuums. Yeah. Love it. Might be a way of the future. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. I want to take it home and try it. Mm. And they, yeah, it was just, it was really fun. Liked it. Loved yeah. it. Nice dream. Yeah. Thank you. Good times. Good dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything you want to say 
Like no one listens to this part of the show. Oh. Diehards do. Diehards yeah. do. Yeah. We just chat. Don't know. Just a shout out to everyone. Yeah. Who do you want to shout out to? Any particular people? Say hey to Ashley. What up, Ashley? Hey, Ash. Hey, Ash. Hey, Ash. Yeah. What's Ashley do? She's a jewelry designer, actually. Really? Yeah. She's in um, Marrickville. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. She's just starting. Ethical? Her own business? Yeah. Yeah. And it's all like artisan, like handmade too. Interesting. Yeah. Can you forward me her Instagram? I sure can. Because I'm very interested. Not. Yeah. Because he needs. Don't look at me like that. First of all, he needs a partner. No, no. He needs an engagement ring. No. No. I can help. I love playing Cupid. No, oh. I'm interested. That's why you got Kitty on, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I'm like Cuba.com. She's um, going to have friends. No, no, no. I'm interested in doing an episode on ethical engagement rings. Ooh. Okay. Cool. Interesting. So when we're talking about cash flow management around wedding yes. time. Yes. And oh, we yeah. Go, you can get me back on for that. Yeah. <laughs> How much did you spend? Oh, we 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 kept a budget, yeah. but I did a lot myself. Yeah, so I was pretty savvy. I mean, yeah, building your own dress helps. Well, yeah, yeah you, you wouldn't have building to spend. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit of a. It's not Barbara the no. Builder, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you're not spending three grand on dresses and clothes. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, that's right. What do the guys do for clothes? I actually, um, they got suits made. Yeah. Yeah, they're all different sizes. Like Tommy's six foot six. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah, and then. Do you play basketball? No. Does everyone ask that? Yes. <laughs> he doesn't, though. When we went to America, they all asked. Oh, they that. would have loved him yeah. over there. Because that's where your honeymoon was, wasn't it? No, we went to Europe. Oh, same, for that, same thing. Anyway. <laughs> Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, or Where, Bali. Whereabouts in Europe? Um, Italy mainly, which mm, is beautiful. Yeah. Just yeah. did some research. Climbed, oh, climbed tax deductible honeymoon. Yeah, oh, very, love it. Very smart. <laughs> tax deductible trips love everywhere. It. Totally. Yeah. Well done. It's good though. But so, you do research, so it's good. Where was I? I was in a country. I was either a dream or I was actually there. <laughs> Let me just think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Indonesia, maybe? No. It's, Life's so busy. He's got all of him to think about and he's wondering whether it was real or a dream. Yeah, yeah. It was somewhere and just the beautiful fabrics. Maybe. Yeah, okay. Indonesia. Maybe it was in was Bali. It, was oh, it, yeah. Was there's, a few, there's a few fabric stores in Oh, it was Bali. Bali. So, I was there a couple of years ago with my mate, Eddie, shout out, who probably doesn't <laughs> listen. And I think we're in... So, when you go to Bali... There's like the touristy places, yeah. but he married an Indonesian. Okay, so she cool. actually took us to places oh, where cool. I'm like the only touristy. white person. Yeah. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I, they're all looking at me. Like that's the type of yeah, that's how you want. Yeah. Um, authentic travel, really. Yeah. Absolutely. Like yeah. they would take us to place for meals and it was like we were the only Aussies there. Mm-hmm. The rest was Indonesian. The menu was Indonesian. Amazing. The nicest food on the planet Beautiful. and like $3 yes. or whatever. A warung. Yes. Yes. How good are they? I love all of them. Um, yeah. Don't know what they are, <laughs> like but I'm dollar, agreeing. Dollar beers. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And anyway, so we went to this market and there was, it was a fabric market. Oh, cool. And it was just the most beautiful colours and... Yeah. You have to tell me where. Yeah, I'll find out because that's... Um, Unless it was a dream. No, that wasn't oh, yeah. fine. No, I just had to go back through the catalogue of thoughts and yeah. memories. So. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, so Italy yeah. for the honeymoon. Mm. Milan. Yeah. No, more like Mulan. a mouthy. Oh. And Venice. Oh, Venice. And I've been to Venice. Destiny. Well, yeah. Did you in like the, it? Did you go on no, the gondola? No, it was the top of the Bellagio oh. in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was. Or whatever it was. Yeah. I don't know. Has anyone, have you been to the casino in Vegas? No, but Tommy had his bucks there. Oh, oh really? Yes. Hangover. Yeah. Wow. He, he did the full hangover Wild. bucks. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Random question. Do you follow Beck Judd? No. No? Should I? Yeah. She created Jagged. Oh, yeah. Clothes, sports. Oh, cool. Clothes range. Yeah. She's she's uh, big time. Okay. Mm. Check it out. Sweet. Do you have a um, like an ambassador for your clothing or swimwear? Um, definitely work with a few influencers. Yeah. Nice. Um, but not one in particular. There's a few of my faves. Yeah. But um, not one in particular. So do you just like how do you source influencers? They're 
purchase your gear and then you've sent them more stuff and go, hey, do you want to wear this? I don't or? think influencers purchase. They just get gifted get stuff and, and then paid message, to wear it. Message really? someone to say, I'll, I'll design it for you and put in the post for you? Uh, yeah. 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 That's cool. A few of the, few of the girls will do specific wow. stuff for. Yeah, that's good. But, um, wow. Mm. Yeah, well, I've got about 400 followers, so if you yeah. want to hit me up, I'm uh, <laughs> budgies. <Yeah. laughs> you're you're called then. The begging for the budgies. A D influencer. <laughs> D, yeah. Class D. Oh, oh, yeah. What's the opposite of influencer? Defluencer. Defluencer. I don't know. Outfluencer. Yeah. yeah. Someone was giving it to me the other day about that, but that's no, good. <laughs> good times. Love it. I'll go to the toilet. Yeah. Okay, I've got to go as well because I want to get a coffee before the... I'm going up to Flower & Co. Oh. So, getting a coffee. Hey, thanks so much. Thanks, Kitty. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye. 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 I run a money podcast and a lot of people are like, wow, you must know so much about the markets, investing and all that stuff. Well, the truth is I have some secret sauce. Every day I use the Australian Financial Review app as part of my subscription And it just keeps my finger on the pulse with what's happening around the world in Australia in relation to companies, politics, all the stuff. So you can also be like me. Well, you probably don't want to be like me. However, you can also get access to all the stuff that I use to prepare podcasts and keep my finger on the pulse. So if this type of analysis and information is something that you want to plug into your life, you might be thinking, what can I do? Well, you can invest in your success with a subscription to the Financial Review. Subscribe during the end of financial year sale to save 50% or more for your first three months. Visit afr.com forward slash subscribe. That's afr.com forward slash subscribe. The offer ends on 30th of June. Terms and conditions apply. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.